July 18th, 2007, it's a Watt from Pedro Show.
Uh, that was John Coltrane starting us off with Ole, seeing fit that I'm doing the show here in Valencia, Spain, along with my guest uh, Jose. Hello. Who you last heard in uh, London, where he lives, but this is where he's from. Should we uh, tell him Kyoko's here? Yeah, Kyoko's as well. Though. Yeah, but the hatch is shut. <laughs> She's in the balcony. Okay. What's she doing? Writing? Uh, we played Migu after that with uh, Train Run, who I'm going to get to record with next week. And hopefully I don't fuck it up. <laughs> and I do okay. Uh, I've been sent some of the ideas. I've been pracking on it. <coughs> uh, this is the start of a three-week leg with Stooges. I left yesterday from Pedro. My sister brought me to the airport at 3 in the morning. And after many hours, uh, three flights, I arrived here in Valencia minus the clothes sack and the base. The clothes sack did find its way here, but the base, the Bajo has disappeared. It's been disappeared. (laughs) Maybe Dallas, Texas, I was told, so... Hopefully for the gig tomorrow. If not, I'll work uh, Josh, helper man Josh Grain's Epiphone, which kind of looks like it, but sounds nothing like it. But, you know, make do. So, um, how's it feel to be home, Jose? Yes, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's nice to have you here and be able to show you. It's my first time here. Actually, the show is not held in Valencia is is held in Benicassim which is uh is north from Valencia about an hour drive but you stay here overnight and and we just had some some chow as you yeah, call it yeah on the playa here yeah on, on the playa on the mariscos beach. mariscos yeah did you right? like them these tiny tiny clams they're really good and some calamaris and uh Two kinds of calamaris, one breaded, one not, and one in rings, and one in patatas bravas. Yeah, and some the potatoes with the some mayonnaise, papas yeah. and mayonnaise, Dutch style <laughs> or Spanish style, I guess. But I had it with a Fritz mayonnaise in Holland a long time. The mayonnaise was more had a yellow sheen on it more than your mayonnaise, but I kind of weaned myself off mayonnaise. I'm more mustard. Chilies. Not many chilies here in Spain. No, no, no chili food. <laughs> now, a little later, we're going to have some chow from your own hand. Tell us about a paella. Yeah, it's a challenge that I'm taking to cook a big paella because Mike is coming to Valencia, which is my hometown. I thought it would be good to cook for him one of the paella. But because my friends, because Valencia is not very big, we usually gather around very easily. So if somebody's organizing anything, like a small dinner or whatever, 10, 15 people can gather very easily. And because my what is coming, of course, being Mr. Minute Man, even more people wants to in share. In Jimbe. Yeah, in Jimbe, in a gorgeous Jimbe. 
<laughs> it looks fantastic on you, Mike. Well done. You think I'm the only one in Valencia wearing Jin Bay right now? Right now, I think so, yeah. You have the exclusivity. Yeah, I played Friday in Hollywood at Safari Sam, and I was the only one probably in Hollywood at Jin Bay. I sweated it up big time. <laughs> But I heard Jin Bay is supposed to, it's Japanese clothes for indoors, like, kind of like. Well, I was inside a club. <laughs> But But I was just out walking totally. outside right now here on the play I had the um, Jim Bay on which was I think beneficial because it is muy caliente huh? Si, sí, mucho calor Yeah, it's Very a, hot A lot of calor <laughs> It was like blasting on it it's, It came here you know got in early in the morning and lo and behold just like Pedro with the marine layer plane dipped down and threw it and it was a gray morning by, by, but by noon it was burned off which they didn't believe me even hometown Valencia boy here but I kind of had the feeling because it didn't look like rain clouds it looked like marine layer and now there's just blue sky just azul so and sun has nothing to stop her Well, when I woke blasting. when I woke up, I was like, "What the fuck? You know, why it has to be cloudy? You know, it's always sunny here." And then I, my mom was blaming me, saying, "You you brought the clouds from England." <laughs> and then I thought, "Those are real clouds." Yeah, they were real clouds. Yeah, and I thought it's not gonna clear up because it usually doesn't when it's cloudy here. It's cloudy for the whole day. But as Mr. Marinero what predicted, they clear up and now it's blue sky and sunshine. I know marine layer. I was back in Pedro for six days and all of them had marine layer but one in the morning. So they were gray paddling and peddling days. Uh, I heard there's kayaks here, but I haven't paddled. Uh, there's a harbor too. I see some hammerheads, so some can work. You must have longshoremen. Not as yeah. many as in Pedro. What's the Spanish word for longshoremen? You must have one. Well, we call them gruas. Gruas? Gruas. Hammerheads. Okay. Oh, the cranes. The cranes, you mean. No, but the working men. Ah, the working men. Yeah. Trabajadores. We don't have a... Trabajadores. We don't have a special word for... For long... Uh, I bet you do. If you ask one of them. You know any? Wenny? Do you know any? Living in a port no, town. No. You should know some longshoremen. I do in my town. No. I played with some. Well, but you hang around the port a lot with your kayak. But <laughs> when I lived here, I, I just only went to the port where I have to take a Nobody shave. Nobody at school no. worked them. No. Wow. Uh, actually, my ex-girlfriend's mom, she she works at customs in the in the port. Yeah. So She knows some. Yeah, I'm definitely she will. So know. you're going to ask her what you call these guys. <laughs> okay. Because they, they get... There must be a word for it, but yeah, because so Toronador is too much of just yeah, a work, general, worker, worker yeah. you know, which is a fine title. But to get more specific, longshore, and you know where the word comes from. The boat would come along the shore, and they'd call out for help. It was an organized, you know, so dudes would just come running to unload the boats, and they took advantage of that and paid whatever they wanted to, and people had to take it or leave it because there's probably people in need of work. And so it was kind of brutal. So they started organizing themselves so they could dole out the gigs to folks. Uh, speaking of which, uh, last week I had uh, Jerry Trebitich on, and he just got his A book, which is a big deal for Longshoreman and Pedro because that means you're in the main dealio. And, uh, in fact, he can get time off now 
much easier to do music. So, um, congrats to you, Jer. And Pete's still working on his. He's just an ID right now, but not just an ID. A great ID. And uh, I know he's working hard towards it, too. Um, yeah, some paella. You cooked me one in London. No, I didn't cook paella. It was fideuai. different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fideuai right. is similar to paella. It's used in the same pan, but it's like a sort of carved pasta. Yeah, risotto. No, no, risotto with rice. Ah, oh, that's pa- right, that's yeah. right. Pasta is is like a small macaroni with bended shape, like a curve. Yeah, some. It's called fideuai. Semolina, they make it from. Semolina, yeah. yeah. And it's typical from from Valencia. There's two dishes with this paella and fideuai. Okay. So which you try they fideuai? Have camarones in it. Yeah, you have seaweed and mariscos. Yeah. And paella, you have several types of paella. One is mariscos, the other one is the meat paella, and you have the vegetable paella. We're going to cook the normal one, traditional paella. And the only thing is, because the amount of people, I'm going to have to cook in in a couple of hours' time a paella for like 15 people maybe so it's big pan yeah big pan you could fry a human yeah, being now you showed me in the book there there's a book in this tell room we're at uh, Las Arenas some kind of little dive yeah <laughs> it used to be though they renovated this thing into something else because uh, it changes you used to be here years ago tripping through this thing after a gig right yeah it was much different you had a flashback or something yeah I did when we were sitting down waiting for your bags suddenly it just struck me like I've seen that building just opposite to the hotel and like eight years ago it was all wasteland like almost nothing here all just unoccupied houses squats and some squats it was gigs squats and quite a nice area outside on the outskirts of Valencia where the port is but since the America Cup this, this sailing competition that just has happened in Valencia right this year they they get to host it so yeah of course the conservative <laughs> the conservative bastards they just build as many hotels as they could around here and that's why this thing is now a big hotel yeah but anyway there was a book here there is a book here and it's got a picture of what the biggest paella ever made yeah. how many people I think it fit like 10,000 people or something <laughs> ridiculous. They they tried to break the Guinness record of of the paella and then they had these cranes that spin around the paella while the, <laughs> the chefs were on top of the paella on the crane above, above it and then somebody <laughs> were pushing the cranes around it and they were stirring all the rice and right. it's just bizarre. I think it's you, if you go into the online, if you search like... Biggest paella Yeah, ever. biggest paella or... <laughs> La paella más grande. You probably will, will see some pictures of. Now that pan probably had to be constructed just for yeah, that. They made it for that. Yeah. yeah. To break the Guinness record. But tonight we're not gonna break any. Guinness Where do you record, think that so. pan is now? It must be somewhere in a museum. Is or? it hanging on someone's wall? <laughs> I don't think you can fit it inside a house. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a like. Bar. A, <laughs> probably you could hang it out out of a, of a building or something like that. <laughs> Or use it as like a, a roof. Like a big gong? <laughs> yeah, a roof. A roof, yeah, you could use it as a roof. Okay. But tonight's going to be for, I get 15 people, so 
we'll see because I've never cooked for more than four and in theory it should be the same just multiply the amount of ingredients but yeah. you know that theory and practice don't mix together so we'll sometimes see. they do so we're going to roll the dice <laughs> we'll get you drunk my before so then you won't taste anything <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> no I'm going to taste all of it because uh, I'm looking much forward to it you brought some music I have yeah what are we going to hear here Last time in the in the show in in London in my house, I played some Spanish music from the sixties, and I thought this time I would bring more Spanish music, but from the eighties and the nineties. From the eighties, I've selected some punk bands because in Spain there was a, a big punk movement in the middle of eighties, but. It just happened on the Basque country. 90% of the bands were from the Basque country. For people who doesn't know what Basque country is, it's in the north of Spain, and it's a region which is not really Spain. They 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 sort of separatist, and they they have their own autonomy and their own language. Same like as Catalan. yeah, same as in the in the east there's Catalonia, and on the west there's Galicia. So those three communities we have our own languages apart from Spanish which is totally different language so you have Catalan and in Catalonia and Valencia and then you have Basque in Basque country and Gallego in Galicia for some reason all the punk scene grew up in, in the Basque country mainly due because in the 80s there was an economic crisis in, in that area so a lot of families were kind of broke and, and on the dole with unemployment, similar conditions as when the punk stroke in in the UK. So when this happened, many of the bands that raised there were kind of anti anti system. You probably heard about about the terrorist band ETA, ETA, which Not is really a band. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a band, but it's a terrorist band, I guess. <laughs> Actually, one, one of my friends was once more of a gang, right? Yeah, there was. I mean, a, they don't really make music. The guy where we were having the paella in my friend's house, and there was an anecdote about he was in the Basque country once for holiday, and then he was talking to some teenagers about bands, and then he asked them, he said, "Well, my favorite bands are these, blah blah blah," and then he says to one of the Basque teenagers what is your favorite band? And then the teenager said, my favorite band is the terrorist band ETA. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, yeah, this, this, this band sort of um, grew apart from, from the left wing. It's ETA, and then there's uh, Erribatasuna, which is the political party like the IRA. And Same thing. Yeah, exactly. And Batasuna is, is all left wing and they have sort of considerable support and around the past country but the the punk bands when they raised at the beginning they for the reasons that they were you know economic depression and unemployment and stuff they didn't went with the left wing thing of Batasuna and ETA they went with the nihilist um anti-everything, anti-system, anti-Spain, anti-government, and anti-ETA, anti-everything, like no future philosophy. And that's kind of struck with with the left-wing 
area of the Basque country because they they wanted to put a label straight away. They saw okay, there is there is something here going on, so we can we can probably use it as a political tool. Angle, you know, yeah. use all these punk bands to to break through and use the lyrics. But naturally, they say, well, fuck all. You know, fuck Spain and fuck it. Fuck bus. Fuck everything, <laughs> which yeah. is punk. And then no but future. They sing it. Spanish in Spanish, yeah, most of them. In there was there was there was a few singing in bass. There was one band. I've selected three bands, and um, one of them is called Cortatu. That band um, started as a, a ska punk band, and they were they were close to Batasuna and all all the surrounding of Eta in a way. So they were not anti everything. But they started singing in Spanish, and then um, after they saw the clash in 1980, when they came to Basque Country to play. After that, they decided to make a band, and then that band lasted for uh, for five years. And then the the Fermin Muguruza, which is the lead singer, he he saw Public Enemy in 1985, and then he decided to quit Cortatu and made another band, Negugorriak. And that Negugorriak band was only in in Basque language, but Cortatu was mainly in Spanish. Yeah, I played uh, in Bilbao, and the opening band was singing in Basque about three years ago. It sounds really... Yeah, God, I can't remember their name. Ah, sorry. But they were really good. Um, uh, but they put English in the stuff, too. But mainly Basque. And they're cool cats, and they're uh, very interested in making exciting music. And now you got bands all over Spain, but this is an interesting period. Something I didn't get to start playing in Spain until the '90s, so I was unaware of all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, what are we going to hear here, here first? Well, um, here, here. There's two tracks right. from Cortato that we could hear. One is in Basque, and one is in Spanish. The Spanish one is about Nicaragua, because Cortato was not only about Basque country; they were, they were kind of international. So. Some of the lyrics talk about Africa and Nelson Mandela in the 80s when he was in jail. Some of the lyrics talk about Nicaragua. This song is called Nicaragua Sandinista, the one I've selected. And then there's also a song called Sarri Sarri, which is, there is a funny anecdote of Cortatu that they, they in, I think it was, I can't remember the year exactly, but they did a gig in a prison, right? Because they, they they asked for it, and then the prison agreed to to have the gig. And after the show in that prison, there was a poet writer that was close to Eta, and he was in prison because being too close to a terrorist van. And after the show, they sneaked it out inside a, an amplifier inside one of the cups. This guy hid it in in one of the yeah. speakers, and they they sneak it out. <laughs> Him and snuck them out. Yeah, it snuck them out. He and somebody else. And then, of course, when they found out that there were two prisoners missing, they accused the bank or tattoo of, of smuggling people out of prison, but they couldn't prove it. So they never... They tried to, to, to take them to court, but because they couldn't prove it, then the thing just you know got forgotten about it. But they, they wrote a song about it, which I think is called Sarri Sarri. Okay, in the third... And the third is, is from um, is from a band called Thicatrith. Thicatrith was a band that they met each other's in in how do you call it? detox centers. <laughs> you see, the, well, the, I need to explain this this thing. 
the government, well, maybe not the government, but some black hand, when the Basque Country problem arose, there was a lot of herring placed in the in all the neighbors, and probably similar to what the English did to the Chinese with the opium. Yeah. You know, when when you, when they can fight the enemy, what they do is they pull drugs, so they get all fucked up. And that's what happened. Many, many young people in, in the Basque Country got into heroin, especially in the 80s. And this 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 band called Thicatrith, which means a scar, like like that. Like my knees. Then they met first time in a rehab center, four of members. Okay. <laughs> in like a group therapy. And yeah, yeah. They decided they decided to start the band, and the band became very well known in the Basque area and in Spain because of their outrageous and provocative performances. Life was amazing; like anything could happen, challenging everything, like no future philosophy. And the band released several albums, but eventually, all four members died. One died of overdose, and the other three died of AIDS. I uh, guess because of being heroin addicts, they yeah, passed, yeah. you know, the AIDS was Very sad. So, yeah, very sad of, of not only them, but also another bands that many members as well in the in the punk movement in the Basque Country died because of the of the heroin, sadly. But anyway, they left their legacy, which is the music, and that is timeless. It's, it's there forever. So at least Thicatrice left a bunch of great punk songs. The one I've, I've chosen is quite one of the famous songs called Escupe, which means spit, and the lyrics are a bit <laughs> like spit at, at everything. You know, pretty pretty punk, no future philosophy. <laughs> okay, let's hear it now then. Que va en su ritmo 
de los espejos, o caras cubitajo, no te sientas cortado por tener caretolamo, dale muy contento y por supuesto lo tramado, salite escupiendo por la ciudad a tu paso, dale muy contento y por supuesto lo tramado, salite escupiendo por la ciudad a tu paso. Escupa al alcalde, escupa al alcalde, escupa al ministro, escupa al ministro, escupa la estupa.
was far away by the frog women uh, well Jose kind of screwed up and didn't bring uh, <laughs> come find Cortado but we, we'll play too yeah, he, whoa listen to that that's Cortado no it's not <laughs> that's his leash we're under constant <laughs> it's a war tugging. of beeping and, right. and mobiles and fucking Right, before we before we heard but, Salve by La Polla Records, which is right. another another punk band I was going to talk about. Um, La Polla Records as well succeed in, in becoming popular not only among the Basque people but among whole Spanish and they set the basis of what punk was the Spanish I forgot to tell that there was a label about all those punk bands from the Basque country which was called Rock Radical Vasco. And it means radical Basque rock. Although all the bands, almost all of them, hated the label because it was kind of trying to pull them together. You know, like the same thing happened with grunge and Seattle bands. They they didn't sound like each other's at all. Like if you put together, I don't know, Nirvana and Alice in Chains to Matt Honey to the Melvins, they sound absolutely different. They they, but they were a label like mislabel I would say grunge and same thing happened with the punk movement in the Basque country they were, it was called radical Basque rock but it really you know as you've heard Thicka Tree didn't sound anything like La Polla Records before La Polla Records we heard Scoope from Thicka Tree which is a track we we introduced before it means it's spit La uh, Polla uh, Records La Polla Records means the 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 record thick yeah, the thick records. Yeah, that's a trippy name. Yeah, 
you know what happened when I was a kid it, that's one of the first bands I heard because I was lucky that when I was 12 11, 12 year old my parents put me in a left wing excursionist group like we went to the mountains but not like the scouts quite opposite they were all left wing people and then the elder kids that were 16, 17 year old they have all these tapes about Core Tattoo and La Polla Records and Cicatriz and they copy them to me and that's how I got to know them and I was I think I was 12 year old in 8th grade in primary school and I had Table Apoya Records and I thought I'm going to take a chance and bring into the bus there was a bus that used to bring us back from the school into yeah. drop us in our houses so I gave it to the driver and then he put it on <laughs> <laughs> Do you and freak out? all the kids were mental with it because some of the titles were like come mierda which means it's shit yeah. it's about it wasn't just for the sake of it. it it was it was criticizing all the processed food and all the additives and colorants that's why it's called come mierda it's yeah, shit, eat but, shit. But of course the kids you know find it hilarious and then the teacher was outraged by it he, he, it lasted about three four songs I think it lasted four songs because he was so shocked to hear that music he never heard punk in his life so suddenly that radical music coming out of the speakers and then he after four or five songs he took the tape off and gave it to me and said never bring it back again <laughs> when we say eat shit it means you fell off your bicycle or something but like you had a you had a misfortune <laughs> or if you were upset with somebody you tell them to eat shit <laughs> so it's a uh, an endearment <laughs> so but this was talking about the food chain huh uh, what's it supersize me you know yeah, about the documentary, this. yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, some guy went and ate that chow for a month and got McDonald's. all sick. <laughs> he was puking after eating, like... He ordered, like, big big size meal, and he tried to eat it all, and he, he was instantly puking out of the car. He was like, shit, man. You've seen it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I'm afraid to. He was, the doctors but, were, like, asking him to stop the documentary when he was, like, for his health. halfway. Yeah, he, he said, you're risking your health. You, you may die you know you heard all the stuff all those uh, how, how do you call it analysis 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 they, they were coming like alarming right right all this junk food shit well I guess he wanted to put his money where his mouth was <laughs> and not be an outsider like a martyr be, yeah be involved martyr and, of uh, the junk food well I think there's a detachment sometimes with documentaries and he wanted to remove that and, you know, make the spiel real by feeling it. He did two more documentaries after that. After that Is thing. that right? Yeah, the second one was based on he he went to work on the minimum wage in the USA. Minimum wage. Yeah, and tried to survive, he and his wife, for a month. Yeah. And they got all fucked up because... He, this because guy takes blows. <laughs> well, imagine he was with a shovel just digging because that, that's the job you find for minimum wage and then he got his hand got injured and then he went for treatment and couldn't afford it and they end up spending all the money they just earned just on medical treatment leaving them let nothing for eating or oh, anything else it was chilling really it was like what was the other one about the, the third one he went to, to jail I think 
tried to to see how jail was and <laughs> the conditions that the the prisoners are living in <laughs> <laughs> for a month <laughs> i don't know for how long <laughs> oh man what's his name i, I forgot i can't remember I think it's a polish head. name with a ski at the end or something something like that damn well but anyway, you, everybody supersize me. The, yeah, it's, it's, it's well known. Look that up on the net. Yeah, because uh, that's retarded for him to go through those struggles and me be so stupid not to know his name. I mean, the guy is really brave because yeah, the documentaries are very moving and very it it pinpoints the the problem that the USA has of the, with the national. You don't have a national health, or, do you? No, and that's that's the worst thing. I mean. What is more basic than, than a national health system for a society that is free for everybody? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I'm yeah. paying out the yank. I'm insured now because of the sickness that almost killed me, and I was uninsured, and it cost mucho dinero to get well. Shit. I mean, it was worth it because the doctor saved my life, but... But man. what if, if you had been broke or not, had no money, you would have died. Is that right? Well, I mean that—that's what what this guy was trying to point out. That it's a, it's a bad thing. You, you walk into an a accident and emergency room, and just for walking in was like three hundred dollars or something ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, to us, the European, you know, in Spain and in England, there is it's not perfect, but at least it's there, the national health right. system. And you know, if if you got them injury or you you see you just go there show up and they won't charge you because you pay with your right. taxes i think mike moore has a movie about this yeah. now psycho psycho no? yeah psycho yeah psycho already <laughs> <laughs> look we're at the end of the first hour of the july 18th 2007 watt for pedro show hold tight for hour two uh, july 19th 2007 it's watt from pedro show Sorry, 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 sorry
Casim Festival, uh, no, the town in the festival is FIB Heineken. Now the town is called Benicassim. Yeah. And it's a tourist town, but the FIB stands for Festival Internacional de Benicassim, which means. Here, let me shut this hatch. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah, it means it's a festival which is in near about an hour from Valencia. And it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, of Spain. It started about. 11 years ago um, I came for most editions I've only missed like three editions um, yeah because we're close to Valencia yeah yeah in what fact, like 40 mile yeah about it's an hour drive in fact I play with the band Sip I think about a few podcasts ago uh, Steve McKay played one of our tracks yeah um, and we played in 1998 Brother Steve Brother Steve yeah which will be coming soon like in half an hour yeah in, we play in 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 one of the stages and unfortunately for us we were playing at the same time as Sonic Youth so <laughs> at the beginning we, we saw the time so you stole all the people from no, Sonic no, Youth no no it was the other way around <laughs> <laughs> well you know what because we, we were counting our time because we wanted to see Sonic Youth very badly so yeah. we finished and we realized that we finished like 20 minutes earlier than the show so we left all our gear on stage and we just shoot up to yeah. to the place and, and the sound engineer was you, like you br- br- what the fuck are you doing you, brother like, off 
Yeah, we bugger off, yeah. Bugger off. <laughs> and the, the sound engineer was like shout, shouting at us, like, what are you doing? People's gonna steal your gear. I'm not gonna be responsible. And we're like, fuck it, you know, we can't miss Sonic Youth. And so we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we could see the last, the noise beat, like, you know, all the. I think I would get to play with them in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah. yeah electric seen, Picnic? Mm. Are you gonna and go, go Team is, 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 go, is going. Sorry, are you Electric Picnic? Sorry? Electric Picnic, yeah. So is Sonic. Sonic Youth. Uh-huh. What day do you play? I don't know. So like three days after us, like usual. <laughs> I don't know. Is it same day? Is it a one day thing? One day. So then we gotta play the same day. No, it's not one day. I no, because I've it's, it's several days. It's like oh, it's several days. Yeah. Because you know, I, I I haven't got to see these guys yet since. It's always misfortune. Uh, when was it? When was it? It was in Cali. No. Not Ireland. No, it was in Cali. I think it was at Coachella. Is it the last time I saw Go Team? Was it? That's cool. I think it was, but so maybe uh, that was intense because I went to that gig. It was 150 miles. It was in the desert, 150 miles from Pedro. And uh, I had to go to Iceland right after driving. Yeah. Uh, nice, Iceland. No, I think I played, I went twice. Yeah, because I, you know, I had been on tour and I wanted to eat breakfast with my, fa- my sisters and my mom. So I went home and I came back the next day. So I drove 600 miles and then I drove, uh, right. flew to Iceland that morning. You have such a strong mind. Yeah. Super mega. So anyway, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> no, we drive a lot in Cali. Everything's far. You're going to come, right? Yeah, we want to we come want to visit Miguel in San Pedro, yeah? Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> That's how we call Mike in but more, Spanish. No, but more, more than Pedro, though. California. I have a whole journey. The, the desert, the mountain, the coast. Sounds fucking Mexico. amazing. With peyote? Peyote. <laughs> yeah, for the radio. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm only. Really. Say mota, man. <laughs> so look, talk about this bass song you played. Yeah. I forgot the song yesterday. Stupid of me, but... This song I, we just heard... It's sung in Basque language. I don't know if you've noticed, but it sounds like pretty weird. Like it doesn't have any Latin root. In fact, they don't even know where Basque language comes from. You know, the Basque area is the north of Spain and it's been isolated. They resisted the Romans, the Arabian, everybody. I thought I thought the saying is four plus three. What's that? Four plus three equals one. There's four Spanish province and three French. Yeah. Yeah. So That's there's kind of Basque and French. Yeah, Spain is a bit of a weird place. It's not it's not a unified country by any means. In fact, I don't feel well. I don't think I belong to any country. You know, I think I'm a citizen of the world. That's where you know. If I if I'm anything, I'm Mediterranean, really, not not Spanish at all. But in Spain, there's Catalonia, and then the, in the in the Mediterranean coast, which where we are here right now, this is all Valencia and Catalonia, and then there is in the north Basque country, and then. On the west there's Galicia, and 
those three places they speak different languages but Galicia and Catalan are Latin root based but Basque is not yeah. they don't even know what are the, the real origins so for us it sounds like Japanese or Chinese you know we don't understand not even one single word and the only in fact they don't say Basque that's like a French word no Euskera yeah, yeah Euskera is, is the name of the other language in, in Basque and Basque country in, in Euskera is Euskal Herria right. País Vasco in Spanish yeah 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 and I'll, I, I said yesterday that because of the economic depression in that area and it was started to be industrialized, then all the punk from Spain, 80-90% came from that tiny area. Yeah. But instead of support being supportive of the independentism, they, they just went for anti-everything, anti-system, like sort of sex pistols, no future attitude, except one band, which was Cortato, the, the band which is heard. They decided to sing some songs in Basque, in Euskera. And later on, they, they moved to Negogoria, another band, when they disbanded, and then they sang only oh. Negogoria. Yeah, that's, that's Cortado afterwards. But are they still together? No. Negogoria sang only in Basque, no Spanish anymore. Okay. And then after that, they disbanded, and then Fermín Muguruza went solo. Okay. And the, all the styles were very different. You know, Cortado and Negogoria doesn't sound the same at all, and Fermín Muguruza is a bit like more solo project. He's an amazing guy. He has a very clear vision of politics, very close to yellow by Afra sort of way, left-wing way of thinking. Yeah. Very international and very concerned about problems, not just in Basque country, but in, in Africa and in Central and South America and, you know, just all over the world. Wherever there is fascism and injustice, you know, that's, yeah. you have to at least report it or try to stand against it. Yeah, yeah. But there was a called Cicatrice, the band we, we played yesterday, that they were anti-everything, you know, like the song was called Speed, you know. So. Right, and they all died. Yeah, Cicatrice all died because because of heroin and, and AIDS. And, but Cortato, they are all alive, you know. It's just the way it is. Some people choose a way of life, some others choose another, you know. That's, yeah, yeah. I think you can yeah, blame Yeah, but you them. said there were some complex... Well, the problem is that... It's a word. It's complicity. No, complicity that there was too much heroin in the Basque country. In, in How did it get there, though? That's the thing. Yeah. It, uh, probably it's similar to what happened with China. Let me close. Yeah. England. Yeah, England. You know, China, they got all with the yeah, opium. The heroin's really from Java. They brought it. It's not from China. It was brought in. It was brought opium. in, yeah. Opium, yeah. yeah. And there was too much heroin in the Basque country, more actually, than anywhere else. Actually, heroin was invented as a cure. Yeah, the guy, you know that the guy who invented heroin, he invented the aspirin from Bayer. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then he discovered both things at the same time. And he thought that the heroin, which was uh, cough syrup, he thought, this is the thing. This is, is And then he said, it has no side effects. Right. <laughs> Can you believe it? And it was commercialized. Yeah, yeah. You can find it on the internet. If you search, you'll find the label. Yeah. Big and, mistake. And, yeah, then then that's why they call it heroin, because the, the first day that they got, they, they synthesized it. Yeah. They all got high, and their feelings were like heroic, heroic feelings. They, they, they felt like heroes, because they were all... all the Velvet Underground song Heroin yeah well Rocky Erickson does a cover of it and he goes I am a hero she is my heroine <laughs> exactly that's the whole thing yeah <laughs> 
Wow. He was the first junkie. The guy who invented it. Really? Yeah. He died of, of heroin addiction. Wow. Well, <laughs> he bad paid, move. He, yeah, bad move, yeah. But. Okay. So, uh, what was that song there about? Sorry, sorry. If I'm right, I'm not totally 100% sure, but I think it was about the story I told you, which we spoke about yesterday, about when they, they played in prison, and the Cortato played in a prison, and then right, they right. sneak out a member of ETA inside the speaker. Speaker cab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's How cool fine. is that? That's very cool. Well, you got some more music. Yeah. What do you want to play next? Okay, um, next we could play a track of... Last night we had a big paella. Yeah. In my friend's house. Man, this pan was like four feet in diameter. He's like the biggest fucking frying pan I ever saw. But it wasn't a frying pan. It didn't have one handle. It had four little handles. Four handles, yeah. And uh, he went on this big propane kind of round cooker. Yeah. And Jose cooked up gallons of this chow, which is kind of like uh, rice with the rabbit and chicken, chicken and tomatoes and beans and beans and uh, yeah but not a lot of beans it wasn't like Mexican it wasn't no like no it's, just, it's a bean that's only local and it's, a white one yeah it's from Valencia only. yeah yeah and, 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 and uh, it was really good it was a challenge and the here, first time I've cooked here, for like here, 20 people I want to enlighten people because this was tripped me out when I came to Spain I brought chili you know these people here don't know chili, okay? Even though they settled Latin America and those people use it like crazy, those cats don't use it and they were crying. They kept calling it Tabasco. And I told them, man, Tabasco is It was not Tabasco. Tabasco is like water next to this habanero. Yeah, it's habanero, huh? Which means like from Havana because it's only chili that Mexicans use that's not from Mexico. And it's the kind I like because it burns clean and still good flavor. It's not all chemical extract of... Uh, yeah, yours is quite natural. I like it. And that's my... Ma- I tried to make a tamer for you guys this time. See, I have my own recipe. It was even stronger than before. You thought it was stronger? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, t- I tried to cut I was, it. I was crying. You know what we I call that? It. In the U.S., we say we, st- we step on it. Step on, move stepped on, on. Yeah, to yeah. the next, next level. No, stepped on means you cut it, you dilute it. Okay. So I tried to step on it for him, but the, Jose says it was actually hotter than the last time. So. Yeah. But you sorry. don't put chili in paella. That's Why? Sac- I didn't. It tasted righteous. <laughs> My friend was screaming, "No, no, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very upset about it. No, they weren't get upset. They were, you know, they. Well, they weren't ready for chingasos or stuff. Do you say that when you want to fight? Chingasos? No. Chingasos. Someone Someone's at the... So, so anyway, it was really good. And the people here in Spain, you got to know this too, they eat really late. I think the chow came on like after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was really neat. And, and uh, before that, I got to... Jose was getting all the ingredients and shit, so Kyoko showed me around the town. And downtown Valencia is really interesting. It's quite. It's probably one of the oldest of central of Europe, and I think one of the biggest center town because it has all the. We didn't have enough time to go all around, but this big towers, like two pairs of towers, and there used to be a big wall. He showed him. He showed me my tower. 
sorry. My tower. Yeah, yeah, Miguelete Tower. Well, that's three towers, actually. There's yeah. a tower called El Miguelete, which means like small Mike or something yeah, like Mikey. that. Yeah, Mikey. Mikey, yeah. We got a picture with yeah. Mike. With, with... I'll send you the picture. You can... They say that in Italian, too, for Mikey, Miguelete. Mikey, Miguelito. Yeah. Mikey Tower. That tower well, or, or they say Michele. Michele. Yeah, my grandfather used to say that. So, um... What was interesting was the sidewalks were marble, which must be really great when it rains. It's very slippery. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was falling Whose idea over. was that? <laughs> but it looks pretty. It must shimmer in the rain. And there's a bull ring downtown. They were having a bullfight, huh? We heard them hooping it up. Yeah, those busters, they're still killing the animals. It's so six, six fights a day. Yeah, about five or six bulls. I think I don't recommend anyone to so see that. It's, it's very. How do people get into it? Is it a family thing? No, no, no. You pay. You look like. No, like, I'm talking about the matador. Oh yeah, that's you have to be born in a family. Yeah, in that context, it's like football, football players. You know, from little kids, they are doing that shit. Yeah. And they they train for that and they spend all their life. And there's different ranks. Like there's guys who pick on them. Picador, uh, pick. Picador, yeah. That right, they get the ball yeah, angry. Kills the bull. It's outrageous. It's still, you know, in the in the 21st century, and they're still torturing the animal. I mean, they say, oh, we, we look after him, but okay, what about the the hour the animal stays there? You know, can't yeah. escape and get stabbed over and over until it, so, it finally dies. You know, is it controversial in Spain? It's a fucking shit. You know, I mean, no, but is there a debate, a public no, debate? No, not really. It? It's a minority. That I think most people are passive about it. I don't know what most the majority really thinks. There must be a part of the population that kind of passive, and then a minority that's against it, and then a, a big majority or a big chunk of people that support it. They think it's part it's of our culture. There's too much. It generates so much money, like the football. Yeah, yeah. It cannot be stopped. Okay. Maybe so one day. What are we gonna listen to now? Sorry. What was before was Joy Division? Uh, no, no. What are we gonna listen? To? Are we gonna? Okay. This is in the background. I ain't yeah. cooking this. <laughs> We're gonna. Shall we play? Remember, you met my friends yesterday. It was about twenty people there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And some of my friends make music as well. You met Hector, who, Fact, who uh, writes I heard, poetry. Yeah, I heard the music that that man put. Yeah, to with Nacho, and they, they make poetry and they put music. So we could play one of the songs. Yeah, the bank let's do that Korea. right now.
me arrancaría la piel como si fuera hoy el último día sobre la tierra y celebrásemos lloros y cantásemos guerra como yo iría si tú quisieras lanza de fuego ascua de sirena acero en silencio azarosa materia red de gemidos por las antenas que no descansan que no descansan jamás
Yeah, I made montages. Yeah, another another friend. Um, he, he he published one book first of poetry called El Insomne, 
like in some how do you say that people that can't sleep yeah insomnia insomnia yeah um now just now he has published the second one I haven't even seen it. He, he brought it to me last night but I was so busy with the paella I couldn't yeah, yeah. I didn't have a chance to see it and Nacho another friend of good friend of mine his cousin by the way he, he puts music to his poetry and then Hector sings it so it's quite interesting I, I want to see how the project develops because yeah. they got five songs but it sounds quite promising then we I heard a guy too who just became a singer of a band Ramon yeah Ramon Ramon yeah Ramon is one of my best friends and he's really into music he, I mentioned Ramon and Roman in the previous show in London because they introduced me to those 60s bands yeah. Los Huracanes and, and all those Spanish 60s because they're really into it and finally as a surprise Ramon has joined a band as a singer and Roman has joined another band as a keyboard player so for the first time in their lives they're now into the side of music which is the production side yeah the writing so it's really cool really exciting now all of our most, more even more people is, is just making music which is it's fucking exciting yeah that's what it's all about yeah 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 and then after that we heard uh, three friends from a hundred pets which is uh, Sam from and the Sam out yeah yeah team, okay. from Goatee excellent Sam and, uh, lost a hearing in his ear yeah heard that for a up. musician that's really fucked up yeah he was uh, we did a show in Glastonbury I heard that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's such a sweet guy and uh, very humble and very oh yeah, yeah. And then, then we started and, with uh, and then we the, the song the, the last song we heard it's a nice one it's, it's called by Sugar Cole by Penelope Trip the Penelope Trip was a band from Spain from the 90s that no I saw in in Benicassim Festival on the first edition of the festival and it's one of the bands that influenced us when we were doing music because they were a bit they got influence from American bands like My Bloody Blantine and, and other bands but, but they were they had their own sound in a way and the shows were like crazy like they went they hide behind the speakers and, and they did all crazy stuff so, so I thought I would I would brought a song by Penelope Trip they disbanded in, in late 90s but anyway the first time I got to see there was in Benicassim here like 11 years ago in 1995 cool band who, who was one of the first bands in Valencia punk bands in what time in, in, in the first punk bands well, Valencia. I think probably Los Huracanes we played in the last show in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the... No, but when the punk scene came... Uh, ah, when the punk. Yeah. There's not bit much punk in Valencia because it, it all came from Basque Country, 90%. There was some punk. I mean, with Basura, we, I played one song in the last... Yeah, yeah, in yeah. London. We were... A little short song. Yeah, yeah. I brought some more. We can hear this. We were punk, and there was I, was I used to hang out in the squad, and there was more punk band, but there wasn't really a big scene. Only Valencia is really pop. This festival, Bericasim, is, is night spent pop. There's no punk here. In fact, I was I was shocked when I saw the Stooges. <laughs> I think that has to do because they, it changed to English promoters. And maybe they're trying to change the style slightly of music, but ah. it's, it's been always pop. You know, never any any punk or, or any I mean we had electronic here in Benicassim that's why Zip could play so electronic is okay electronic and, and pop but no punk or do you have a favorite Valencia band now? not really <laughs> I 
Well, I live in London for the last eight years. Yeah, so. but you come visit, huh? Yeah, I do, but you know, that's, I don't. I'm not aware of, of many. Valencia scene is a bit. It's not too big, you know. It's not. There's not nothing big has come out. The, I don't know why, what about but them squats that we walked by the other the day. The squats, yeah, the, the squats. There are a lot of punk bands, you know. In the when I was a kid, yeah, there, there were a lot of bands, but we were like a minority in in among Valencia City, so like quite marginalized. Yeah. The only strong movements that's been in Spain, it's been in, in Basque Country, the punk, and then in Madrid in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Movida, Movida Madrileña was called, and then as well in the 90s, the indie pop scene came from Gijón in North Spain and Penelope Tree was from Gijón which, which is her and I just talked about this indie band that played Menicassium and there were other bands as well so they were in a, well Madrid is the main capital but Basque Country and Gijón is not the place where you expect the scenes to develop and even Valencia is the third biggest city nothing strong has come out when we were in SIP they tried to push it they call it the orange orange movement because the orange are from Valencia you know we have orange yeah yeah Valencia so they call uh, el sonido naranja the orange sound which I hate I thought it was really cheesy and pretentious so one of the sip songs got published in, a, in an orange city with Valencia bands and I thought I, fuck, I don't like it Why? I don't belong to any orange city you know I'm <laughs> but there you go you know that's people doing their best yeah yeah um, well let's play some more music is there a place that you can't go back to is there a town There are whole states You don't even want to pass through Are you getting down now? You're a weak Is your mind gone? Are you dog-tired? Do you feel like you can't get no worse? I'm a big guy center You burn inside me like a star Anatomy in my heart Anatomy in my heart Is your mind gone? Are you dog tired? Do you feel like you can't get no worse? I'm a big guy Can we try Burn inside me like a star Anatom in my heart Anatom in my heart
your view But I can't take you any place You're trying my patience And then you're scratching on my face I don't think that I can be with you anymore Ah, Susie I don't want to know Places where you go Susie, you do Susie, you don't spread the
Okay, we heard Atom. How do you pronounce Atom? Adam. Adam in my heart by Frank Black. Then we heard Susie Wong by Duncan, which is a guy that came up yeah, to you. It was Tom Murray. Got a last name too. Uh, and then Duncan. Duncan, where is he? Lloyd. Duncan Lloyd, yeah. It's a guy who came up to you in, in Glastonbury. Yeah. And uh, sent me the song. He sent you the song and then you just played it. You see, I was telling to Mike before that somebody who's like Mike Ward, a living legend, and then a guy comes up to him and he says, what's your email? And then sends a song and then he will straight away play it. That's the right spirit. you know. I wish that many... Many artists that of your caliber, you know, we had that kind of right attitude, like helping helping other musicians just to... Well, that's tradition I'm from. You know, in the old punk days, we were very tight with each other, and we all... You toured together, you made records together, fanzines, put on gigs. So uh, I didn't feel I should grow out of that tradition. I thought it's a genuine, and... Uh, Admirable. What we hear after Duncan? And then we heard La Haza by Girls of Saitai. And Saitai, yeah. And the last track I, I picked it myself is called Ocean by Lash. Lash was do you know about Lash? No. L U S H. Lash was a band from England from the nineties. And it, it's one of the bands that I am it has it's in my heart you know some bands you like them so much for no reason just because they touch you and last was one of still is one of my favorite bands and I saw them in Benicassim in 1996 I think the song I picked was from the second record it's called Ocean and I really I picked it because I, I like the lyrics a lot it's like going onto the waves and Mickey Berengi is the singer there's a Lou Reed whose first solo album was called The Ocean. Ocean. You are a marinero, so you know a lot about ocean. <laughs> and I'm a fish, so I know. <laughs> I met Mickey Berengi, the singer, in Amsterdam. I was traveling with my friend Joan from, from Zip, my band Zip. And we were in Amsterdam. We couldn't see them in, in Reading because we didn't have enough money. And we were in Amsterdam, and then I was looking at just some news on newspaper and then I saw suddenly Lash they were playing I said, oh, let's go let's go and then after the show I, I had a chance to meet her and I took a picture with her like great picture and then I said I, I need to meet her and give it to her but we live in London and I think she lives in London as well but for whatever reason we've never bumped into, into each other's although I've town yeah but I got friends I got a few friends that have seen her but not me so if you're listening Mickey, I got a picture that I want to give you. <laughs> now, what's the London scene like nowadays? It's alright. It's... You know, to be honest, I, I'm only aware of the punk and experimental scene. I'm not too much into the mainstream and enemy music, which is a shit newspaper and all that commercial thing. I'm, I'm not aware of that shit. But, yeah, yeah. but the punk and the alternative scene is... I think we talked in the last show that Kaori brought me to a cool place like this squad happening and then we saw this band called Week of Members that did us from Oslo and they did an amazing show Arabian influence and yeah it's it's going 
so I don't know we'll see if something develops from there <laughs> and it was out of squad it's a squad yeah yeah it's not the place where you see advertising in okay, a newspaper yeah, right, right. you have to know someone to get to those places not Coco Coco yeah isn't that a club in uh, London yeah the Coco is, is a part of the of the circuit you know it's, that's not a squad it's a, it's a venue it's a proper venue I yeah saw, that's what I'm saying we saw Deer yeah like we saw Deer Hoof there yeah a while ago and it was fucking amazing I mean Deer Hoof is I think it's right now my favorite band I got to see him with Raymond in February or March he played in LA at Del Rey and they were really good they were really good I got to play with him on the Queen Mary once on a boat the Queen Mary on the boat yeah the, she's beached in Long Beach she doesn't float yeah it was one of the all tomorrow's parties ah in fact the Stooges played there that's where my mother saw me play with the Stooges really oh that, how good and is she that thought like? it was tripping excellent oh interesting man Mr. Iggy Pop. oh that's brilliant <laughs> I'm glad to hear that was she proud of you she thought it was she was laughing so hard yeah my mom she sees me maybe once a year and uh, she is always tripping on what I'm doing with the music uh, she's been to a lot of dose gigs she's part supported us early on the Minutemen the Minutemen yeah. all the mothers helped a lot Georgie's mom Dee Boone's mom died before got the band going but she was really instrumental in me and him playing in fact, she's the one who put me on the bass. I didn't really know what bass was. But well, it's not that you have. I, was I saw the documentary on with Jamie Yeah, Conner. we talk about it, right? Because Arena Rock, you were so far away, I, I didn't know. I saw in the pictures it had four strings, but I didn't know they were bigger. I didn't know it was low. I did Look. Well, that was tuning. That was a, that was a, a whole other nightmare. Or, or, or experience, journey to find that truth. But that is brilliant. That's, you know, that's, yeah, we that's thought it was a personal right thing if you like to blues or tight. We didn't relate it to pitch. You can believe that. We didn't, we didn't even relate it to pitch, which is, shows how dumb deaf we were. Whatever. I think it's brilliant. Just didn't know. And you didn't write your own songs, you copied records, which was really kind of hard. <laughs> Especially if you, I if you're not together. Yeah, I think we hardly ever got the parts right, so we ended up like doing versions of our own. Uh, Do you have anything song. recorded of that? No. Oh, it's it's probably a shame. It would be a, a trip to hear with a different tunings. Yeah. <laughs> you play smoke on the water. Really, yeah. Smoke over, over and over again. Over, over. The one part. Not even the chorus. Just the one part. And then the first, one of the first solos he learned was um, Susie Q, yeah. Creedence cover. The Creedence didn't write it, but they covered it. And then American Woman, which was the Guess Who? Not the Who, but the Guess Who. And we would play this thing for hours, you know, after school, you know, on and on. Oh, my God. His mother was a saint to put up with that. But she wanted us where... She knew where he was because of his projects. So he'd be uh, out of trouble. So it ended up being a good thing, I guess. Of course. Because I got to get into music. I think 
all parents should encourage the kids to play music. Yeah. I know yeah, parents. my pop didn't know about it at all. He didn't. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, shit. Okay, guys. We're gonna go. Sorry, sorry. July 18th, 2007, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Here's part three of Jack Flanders and Tropical Hot Dog Night. I arrived here about four months ago. The first thing I noticed was, did you want anything else? Oh no, you were saying? Oh yeah, you asked about it at night. Well, you know, it's a black and white world. All shadows and light? Yeah, that's it. What happens when the fog comes in? Everything happens. What is everything It's like you're on fire, but you can't see the flames. Why can't you? Because you're not there. You're somewhere else? I don't know. You don't remember? It's like you wake up and you know you've been doing something, something special, and you got the marks to prove it, but you don't know what it is. And what are the marks? Marks are what's left after you communicate. You know what I mean? No, but keep going. It's a new reality. And that is... Well, you have to know the old to recognize the new. And the old was... The old was, we lined it up the way we expected to see it, and then, that's what we saw. You saw what you expected to see? That's right. What was it you were lining up? The marks. And the marks are memory, thoughts, symbols, words, images? Yep. Ah. And the new reality is... You don't line them up. No beginning, no middle, no end. And non-linear. It's all just little shots, you know? Snapshots. Little shots stuck all over your mind. And then, if you think straight, you make stories. But if you just let it happen, the stories make you. You know what I'm saying? The stories make you. You mean, make your life? Well, yeah. You know, the stories we tell ourselves shape our lives, right? But... When you don't make up stories... You find yourself living in one. But not your own? Make up your own and you limit your life. Limit your life to what you know. You gotta relax. Let it happen. But it's not your story. It is if you're living it. I gotta go. Catch you later. Hmm. Marshall, did you follow that? Almost. But there was a point where... The pants ate and I zagged. Hmm. I'm not sure if I followed it either, Mojo. But I think I have some idea of what he was talking about. Well, like I was saying, if you look out the window, if you've got a window to look out of, you'll see the fog is creeping in. Yeah. Well, we were leaving here anyway. What's the name of that cafe again? Come on, you know what it is. No, 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 I can't remember. It's the Pussycat. What was that? The Fat Pink Pussycat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hey, we'll see you there in a few minutes. What was so funny? I'll tell you later. Are you ready to go? Yes, let's leave. Didn't find anything? Uh, no, but you do have an incredible collection of film noir. Well, maybe next time, pal. Uh, we're just passing through. You'll be back. I'm not so sure about that. I bet you ten to one. Ten to one, huh? You heard me, pal. Well, if I win, how will I collect? I guess you'll have to come back. <laughs> 
then I'll lose. That's the way the game's played. I see. Okay. So long. I'll see you next time, sport. What a strange man. Yeah, I think he spent a little too much time in that bookshop. You're a fan of film noir. Well, yeah. He had some great videos. I'd love to rent them all. You're not forgetting why we are here. No, but, but if I had the time, I'd... You know, that fog is really moving in. It's pretty, isn't it? Yeah, it's very soft, but it's odd. I feel that, too. It feels kind of like it's alive. Bookstore? Where? <laughs> Jack said it was down some little alleyway called Loose Lips Lane. Loose lips? The kind that sinks ships? I think it refers to just a blabbermouth. Not a snitch? Oh, that's different. Well, come on, let's go see. Wait a minute, I thought we were going to meet up with Jack and Claudine. Call them, tell them. Well, I tend to agree with you and Dominique. We should stay a little longer. Then let's stay together. But I want to see the bookstore. What is the name? The Private Eye. Is it filled with mysteries? Yes, even the owner. The owner is a mystery? <laughs> well, his name is Johnny Seven. <laughs> Sounds like he stepped right off his shelf. I think he may have. Where did you say? Oh, it's down a little alleyway called Loose Lips Lane. <laughs> Come on, Mojo. Do not stay long, please. I will keep in touch. Come on, Mojo. Hop up. I think I'll just walk. I'm not feeling like Brer Rabbit right now. Well, I'm feeling like Brer Fox, so come on, Uncle Remus. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. <laughs> my, oh my, what a wonderful day. Are you okay? I don't know. And you? I think so. Do you feel something is shifting? I'm not sure if it's shifting or flipping. Flipping? You know, sometimes things flip. You mean like flip in and flip out? No, just flip. Jack, I, I can't see very well. I think it's the fog. Everything is becoming blurry. Even you. Oh, I like this bookshop. It's got an interesting feel to it. So do all bookstores, don't you think? Well, the ones that sell used books, they have something special about them. Yes, just like used people. <laughs> Man, you macho woman can be tough. How you doing, sister? Oh, Ooh, sorry, didn't mean to rattle you. I didn't see you, brother. Hey, you ought to see the videos they got back here. The most complete collection of film noir in the entire Caribbean and the Caribbean. Oh, but uh, why only mysteries? Why not? There are other things in life, don't you think? I carry what's relevant. All this is relevant? Stick around. You'll see. What will I see? Mystery. What else is there? There's life. <laughs> You're telling me that's not a mystery? Claudine, I think I can see right through you. I'm feeling very strange. Hey, you're not going to vanish on me, are you? I hope not. Can you see through me? I always could. No, but seriously, you have lost all your color. Well, am I just black and white? Yes, you are. No shades of gray? Not much. Okay. How do you feel? I feel if we don't leave now, we won't be able to. It's going to be hell sailing out of this stuff. Please, call Mojo and Dominique. Right. Mojo. Mojo. Jack? What's up? 
We have to leave. What's going on? The fog is getting thicker and something is happening to Claudine. I see. Okay. Uh, Dominique, we got to go. No, not yet. We are sailing out. Tonight? As soon as we can get underway. Oh, man. Is that possible? We're going to attempt it. Dominique, let's go. No, not yet, all right? If we don't go now, we're going to be stuck here. So we stay. Look, listen. Something's happening with Claudine. What is? I don't know. It's got something to do with the fog. Claudine is becoming transparent. I can see right through her. She's vanishing? I don't know. Listen, we have to leave here now. What? What did he say? Claudine is fading. She's what? Just meet us at the boat. We're on our way. Come on, Dominique, we're going. No, first you tell me what is wrong. No, first I'm picking you up. What are you doing? I'm carrying you out of here. This is crazy. Ah, we're all crazy. You ought to know that. Put me down. Hey, you need a hand? She's not heavy. She's my sister. I said put me down. I gotta run. Salute. Oh, Joe, put me down. Now there's a guy who knows how to pick up a dame.
You just heard Meat Puppets doing a cover of a Black Flag song called No Values. Something during their sessions for their first album. Before that, we heard Etna by Sun O. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's Sun with two N's and O followed by three closed parentheses. So maybe it's O. Uh, A collaboration with Boris, a Japanese trio. Um, We started off the third hour with part three of Jack Flanders and Tropical Hot Dog Nights. More music here. Watt from Pedro Show.
Started off that block of tunes with Shaskin by Omar Farouk Tekbliak. Some uh, Turkish jams. Then we heard from a band, I think they're from Wisconsin. Uh, they did a song called Hanford Nuclear, but what really intrigued me was their name, because it's spelled just like my best friend's last name. They're called Pettibone. And uh, I don't know how it's pronounced. And um, I don't even know what kind of connection. I told Raymond about it. He said he had no idea. <clears throat> but he thought it was trippy. We were walking back to the boat after seeing the ponies. And it came to mind. Uh, we had a bungalow on Pluto by Tokyo Overtones. And then finally, I Visualize by Ann Watts and Boyster. More tunes, sounds, jams, right here, Watt from Pedro Show. <laughs>
the road Put out the light uh, It's alright I saw you coming It ain't no thing That can't be king They say be kind I'm trying all the time But I can't seem to find it anywhere It's been hard since I broke your heart So many broken eyes Well, I guess that's fair But ain't no thing If I can't be king Oh, it ain't no big deal To be alone Don't get me Clever boy to another extent 
than a clever boy We'll have a look for a mate Who goes to roll to the base And runs a little bit late And she just works for the state You see the clever birds Look for the clever boys And then the clever boys Seem to have a different choice They want a good little chick That likes to blow them away So when the laughs are all the fun Now they say Shed plenty for the time spent apart 
Each knot in this rope, I count the days off. Know how I dream of those long fields of green and the sun in your eyes shining back at me. When will I see her again? Oh, when will I see her again? Oh, England, my England, my true love, my kingdom, bring home my England to me. Been cruel and the weather unkind. Hold fast, said the Lord, for I am your guide. There's a candle in a window now that is your sign to lead you back safely to the love of your life. When will I see her again? Oh, when will I see her again? from Pedro show uh, we started that uh, bunch up with uh, sacred alchemy by La Blanche alchemy then we had OMGS by green milk from the planet orange then pulled out the rug by Scott Cheshire clever girls like clever boys by Pell Carlberg and finished up with England Dreamin' by Koozie Johns. Uh, we're at the end of another Watt from Pedro show. Now, you're probably wondering what happened to Jose. And uh, we only got the first two hours of this show done, actually, in uh, Benicassim and Valencia, Spain. And I had to finish up here in Tokyo <laughs> and that's why you heard mostly music there and I miss uh, having Jose's uh, insights it's much an honor to have him aboard look forward to doing another one with him um, but uh, yeah till next time for the July 18 2007 edition of the Watt from Pedro show that also had a July 19th and a July 28th <laughs> addendum hours <laughs> only the first hours really the 18th um, yeah keep your powder dry <laughs>